0: Well, wouldn't you know the week <laughs> after we bitch and bitch and bitch? Yep. That's an that's undefeated funny. week, dude. Yep. Almost completely spotless hockey. And yeah. here we are, dude. It's exactly a place where we would want to be. I defy anyone to predict that this would happen.
1: We predicted it, dude. Two weeks ago. Well, on this very show, we w- said it was oh, riddled aren't with the sharks-
0: sarcasm. So I don't I didn't actually believe it. When you're right, you're right. Okay, we did predict it. We said the sharks are probably gonna rip off six in a row or yeah, something. And we meant it. Well, you know, and, and they did. And of course, all of course on the road. They
1: did. Of course they did, dude. And this good
0: is- for them and exciting times and a very good road trip.
1: Amazing. The best is it the best road trip ever? I think it's the only six game road trip where the sharks won every game. Ever in franchise history. It's
0: remarkable. And it just puts them right back in the middle of everything, dude. So uh, pretty incredible how this team has had some extreme highs and extreme lows. And yes, it is early in the season. And yes, I refuse to buy in too much, even though they've gone on this incredible run. Right. I think we know that, you know, the... Hockey rug can be pulled out from under us at any moment. Yes. You know how hot and cold this team seems to run. But let's enjoy the moment, dude, and let's enjoy the resurgence
1: of Martin Jones. We are. And uh, he played extremely well this weekend. Alex Stalock played well. He did. He played when, well in Columbus. When, when he needed to in Columbus. So I think... What can I say? We're excited. Uh, we, we're on Periscope, as as we have been the last few weeks, and our Periscope watchers are also excited, and they have questions for us. I think I sense a certain rejuvenation in the, in the Periscope uh, comments. Uh, I think people are getting optimistic again, getting happy again. I, I'm sure they, like us, are waiting for the other shoe to drop. Maybe some of them. Maybe some people are just pure, boundless optimism, dude, but... I think we're you and I are on the same page in that we're we're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Of course. Of wait- course,
0: but but there's so many things to like. Oh
1: yeah, we got to be very excited about what happened with the Sharks this year. I mean, the Sharks' past road trip, they they beat some good teams, they played poorly and still won. They scored a lot of goals, they scored no almost no goals and still won. I mean, they they won in almost every possible manner you could win.
0: Yeah, and you you win a wild game in Boston you you win some some close games you know buffalo the game in philadelphia yeah. um, you know some some nail biters and then you go and score five on columbus at the end of the trip so you know that they, they had a pretty
1: wide and you stretch stop, and you stop a penguins team that was frankly playing well up till they played the sharks Right. i mean penguins have been up and down this year but i think they had roughly the same number of points when the sharks played them but the Penguins were on a bit of a winning streak at that point, and the Sharks just stopped them cold.
0: And you love looking at the the save percentages here for Martin Jones on this road trip Boston game aside, which even though he gave up four goals, I mean, he still was very good in that game. Mm-hmm. Made some huge saves at the end. But you see 93% against Detroit, 97% against Buffalo, perfect game against Philadelphia and 97% against Pittsburgh. Yes. So, I mean, this is the kind of play that you need from this guy. You know, the sharks have sorely lacked a shutdown presence in net. And when Martin Jones is good, he's awesome. And
1: and he's the first star of the week for the NHL. at Much deserved. Yeah. And, you know,
0: we talked a lot in the offseason about what the solution to the goalie problem might be. And, dude, I'm wondering what you might think of this comparison in terms of Martin Jones reminds me, in terms of his potential hot and coldness, Mm -hmm. a lot of Craig Anderson. Mm. Whereas Craig Anderson, you know, when he is... Riding a hot streak is a top five goalie in the NHL. Oh, yeah. He can be unbeatable, you know, and he can win a series or two by himself. Right. And
1: Which very few goalies can do.
0: And Martin Jones appears to have that same ability. That if he's locked in and the team's playing well in front of him, which they have been, but he's been a huge reason why they went perfect on this trip. Mm-hmm. So... You hope that good Martin Jones continues to show up and not the guy who got pulled, you know, after coughing up two in three minutes at home against the Islanders. I mean, Martin Jones certainly hasn't had the same
1: success at home yet that he's had on the road. But the thing I really like is that one thing that I I've heard people who have been in hockey a long time say is not necessarily about whether you have a bad game or not, because every goalie is going to have a bad game. Of course, game. the question is. What do you do immediately after the bad game? And he came back, and he played extremely well against Detroit. And that's what I really like to see. He bounced back. He didn't. And that turn- game
0: started poorly for him. I mean, he gave up a goal early in that game, and he hung in there.
1: And, he, and he, he played poorly, and he didn't let the streak continue. He didn't get in his head about it, and then drop another game and kind of play badly. He managed to regain his footing against Detroit, and then he found his own momentum. And that's really, I think, what the difference is between really great goalies and sometimes only middling goalies is these losing streaks can sort of continue and continue. And and crisis of confidence with the goalie can be devastating. I mean, how many games, NHL games, has this
0: guy played? I mean, 60, right? I mean, not that many. So you figure this guy has been handed the number one role deservedly and is just kind of finding himself. So... Um shame on me, shame on you. Maybe we should have been a little bit more patient when we were undergoing some of these bumps earlier because the fruit has bared itself, dude. You know, he's come out of it and he's played well. Um I don't say shame on me for some of the frustrations with some of the skaters. Yeah. You know, that their performance um was really frustrating for a couple of weeks, but they've been playing well as a team. As a team, mm-hmm. um, playing responsibly defensively, and you know, proving that they can win several different styles of games,
1: right, dude? Right. That's the part I really like about this road trip. Is they had a real high flying game against Boston, and they managed to outscore them in a team that was not scoring very well. And they had a pretty tight game against Philly, who not a, not a team I expected to see that against, and they still managed to win it in a really Really pretty play in overtime, right? You know, to top it off, so that's that's nice to see two sort of young, up and coming stars for the Sharks. Maybe they're not quite stars yet, but two up and up and coming players for the for the Sharks really get connected on an awesome play to win in overtime. That's always very encouraging.
0: Yeah, it's been nice to see Milker Carlson make an impact to be a, a guy who has been able to step into the lineup and be a positive. And lift this team, which was, you know, really struggling, struggling with their depth. Yeah. You know, they were struggling with their depth. Uh, Paul Martin has been really great. Yep. In the last week. And Patrick Marlowe. And Patrick Marlowe got that mention, milestone, of he course. Got his dude. Milestone. And, uh, you know, Murko Mueller seems to have taken Matt Tennyson's spot in mm-hmm. the lineup now. Yep. Um, even though they're not really playing him very much. Yeah. You know, uh, You know, Matt Tennyson had a a tenuous hold on that sixth defensive position. And it seems like, for the moment, he has slipped out of the lineup. And they're going to go with what works. I mean, they're going to go with what works. And what works right now is the lineup they've been throwing out there, dude.
1: I think as, as far as the Tennyson thing goes, I think Jamie Baker made a comment during one of the game broadcasts where he said... They're just not seeing enough consistent intensity out of Tennyson. It's not that he's really playing badly, but to play at this kind of level, you look at a guy like Joe Pavelski. He has this intensity about his game every night, and he, you know the the story's been told a billion times about how he's a late round draft pick and the whole thing. And but but really, when you look at Joe Pavelski, and it's not a knock on Joe Pavelski. He's not a faster skater than Patrick Marlowe. He's not a better passer than Joe Thornton. He does have a great release. He does have a great shot. But the fact is, he's not as just purely physically gifted as a lot of these other NHL players are. But he just has that intensity. And he right. has some of that hockey smarts that can translate into amazing success right. in the NHL. And I think you really have to have that, especially if you're a person like Tennyson who's trying to make the lineup every night. He doesn't have just these you know, awesome... just jaw-dropping skills that he can whip out at any time he has to fight for those minutes and if he's not trying hard enough or he's not really playing smart enough then he's gonna get pulled (laughs) and they're gonna pull him for a first round pick right like marco Mueller, of
0: course well dude i think i have the answer in terms of why the sharks have turned it around and it's two words Mm. actually it's three words three words you ready four nope do i hear four three words. Three words three words okay Lee Stempniak tryout. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. D- Dynas Zubris tryout. Why did I think Lee Stepniak? Lee Stepniak. Lee Stempniak is D- <laughs> actually playing with the team. My heart D- skipped a little <laughs> when you said Lee Stepniak. It'd be like his 20th team. Yeah. Dynas Zubris tryout, dude. Dynas Zubris tryout. Yeah. That's why. What? That's not why. Yeah, but, okay. I'm like, what? but I want to believe it. But I mean, listen, dude. I mean, the, let's talk about this for real here. Dynas Zubris. Yeah. Joins the team, I believe, in Boston mm-hmm. and is around the team on a tryout. Yeah. Right? Does that wake up some of these guys and go, uh, maybe my job is not so safe?
1: I th- I don't know if I'm buying into that theory exactly because there's only about three or four guys who who think that. Yeah, are, but- do- are those the guys that have been contributing really? Well,
0: I mean, it's. I'd say it's been a pretty strong team effort across the board. I yeah. mean, in terms of, you know, how well they've played up and down the lineup. Now, I don't even know if Zubris is still hanging around. Did they let him go, or is he still? He's hanging still around?
1: Hang, He's still hanging around. I I don't think that they have. So do, here's. So
0: do you sign him?
1: But if th- you can get him I, for the veteran, I minimum? Think, I think you sign him. Why not? I think you sign him because. I mean, I mean, I I know that some people are f- fans of some of these barracuda players, but and I'm sure they're they're they'd be amazing players in any other league in the world. But I just I I'm not on the Haley bandwagon. I'm not on the no. the Lurg bandwagon. No. no, I'm you know, and we've talked about it, I'm not on the, the Mike Brown bandwagon. I mean, he has a certain amount of utility in the lineup in terms of you know you know, chucking the knuckles and the whole, you know, hitting everything that moves situation. And I understand all that. And I know there's a lot of different opinions about how useful that, that skill set is, and we don't need to rehash it here, but let's just say I'd rather, you know, have a guy who you could play on a kill or you could play in a defensive situation. And those are the situations that Dinah Zubers apparently can excel in. Right. He's not a point scorer. <laughs> he had played seventy four games last year. He had ten points. Okay? Sure,
0: but I think you know the point was made by uh, Kevin Kerr's in his one of his blog posts is that I Mizzoubris mean, in a in a fourth line or third line role still played like seventeen minutes a game. Right, he like played that. a lot. So um, for DeBoer, DeBoer trusts him. Yes, and clearly, you know, if you look at the shift charts, does not trust some of these younger players yes. late in the game. And you can't play, you know, the same six players over and over and over again. Right. So you need to have some guys who can come in and and take a shift occasionally and maybe jump in and, and fill in a, on a spot, you know, to give someone a, a shift off. And, and Zubris might be that guy. I, I don't hate it for, you know, it's a very low-risk move. Right. It can't be it, – it would provide more stability, certainly, than having – You know, Michael Haley, Brian Lurg, John McCarthy, Patrol coming up and down. Now, the thing I think someone made a case for is that, um, you know, he he couldn't even make, you know, the St. Louis Blues or some other team out of camp. You know, so he's already been cut once, but that doesn't mean that he's not the right fit for us, especially since he's familiar with DeBoer.
1: And, And different teams may be looking for different kinds of roles and... I think that you know there there does seem to be some instability in the bottom two lines. Certainly, there seems to be a lack of trust, like you said, and maybe the, one of the possible solutions is to bring in a guy that that DeBoer knows personally, that DeBoer knows he can trust, and that who by all accounts is in amazing shape and still has the hunger to play in the NHL. It's not like this guy is just like, oh, I need a paycheck so bad, I'm just going to sort of you know phone it in and hope I can hope I. I mean he wanted to play from the beginning right. at, at least from from what I've read so I, I think you give him a shot yeah you make him you know see if he can push Haley out of the lineup and if he can't push Haley out of the lineup then you release him it's not like we're getting some uh
0: some comments about Devin Setaguchi you know being out there you know he's not the type of guy that I think that the sharks I mean need.
1: you talk you talk about a guy where where there's trust issues I mean that's Devin Setaguchi. I mean you know there's we've talked I know uh, maybe a few months ago about how he had some personal issues and how he says that he knows he needs to regain his trust in the NHL. This is not the right fit for Devin Sedagucci. This isn't like a situation where, oh, we need a guy who can contribute on the third line and maybe score some points. We don't necessarily have that need. Of course, it'd always be nice, but I think I'd rather have a steadying presence on the fourth line than a complete wild card like Devin Sedugucci.
0: Well, that's not his role. I mean, like, Setaguchi doesn't play that kind of game anyways, no. right? Yeah. I mean, and you you do want someone that you just hope maybe you don't notice at all, which is dinosaurus yep. Like, you know, just just get it done, you know, play responsible hockey, and, you know, play the kill for a little
1: bit, dude. Dude, um, there's a, I know there was a couple questions I, I saw earlier on the feed. One is, I think, um, you know, we saw the Buffalo game and the Philly game, which were... OT games, dude. We I know we haven't. Ta- I don't think we've talked about it this year. But what do you think of the three on three format? I like it. Do you like I it? I think it's fun. I think it's great. I
0: I I hate the shootout. I hate it yeah. with a passion. I think it's a lame way to decide a game. So I'd way rather see a game decided in kind of a wild west style like that. Yeah. Where you know the ability for a team to play together you know, in that format, instead of just a one-on-one skill matchup. Where mm-hmm. we've seen the Sharks, you know, win games in the shootout where they didn't deserve it. We've seen it go the other way. And I, I certainly stomach it a lot better when, you know, the Sharks win or lose in overtime. And it's been it's been good to the Sharks so far. Right. You know, the Sharks have won their only shootout contest and then they they won the two three on three games on this trip, dude. So um, I like it. What do you think?
1: I'm into it, too. I think it's, it's much more wide-open hockey, and, and I was pretty excited to see the NHL decide to go with a three-on-three tournament for the All-Star game. Yeah. I thought that was kind of an interesting idea. Yeah. And while the uh, pick-your-friends draft scheme was fun for a little while, I think it has kind of run its course, and I do sort of appreciate that the NHL is looking to go in a different direction because last year was... Kind of brutal that whole draft situation. Ovechkin
0: already. wants a car.
1: Yeah, Ovechkin. The Ovechkin wants a car thing. I mean, it got a little tired, right. and and you and you saw the the announcers trying so hard to create some sort of drama that just right. wasn't there. Right. So yeah, I'll take the three on three tourney. Uh, you know, All Star Game is supposed to be fun. There isn't supposed to be like serious nature to it. I mean, right. Uh, switch it up. Change. You know. I I be will watch
0: them. it. I'll watch it now. For sure.
1: In the old days in the very old days, I'm sure some of our listeners know this, but the All-Star game used to be the Stanley Cup champion versus the best of every other team. Oh. And frankly, I wouldn't mind that either, you mm. know. That wouldn't be so bad. That get nasty. It did be, it, in the old days it used to get nasty. It would actually be a real game that people really cared about. Now, I think those days are definitely past. I don't think there's really no, any there's way There's no way the union would ever approve that.
0: I think you could because nobody hits each other anyway. I don't think they.
1: I don't think. I don't even
0: think the players would want to do that.
1: Probably not. It's like you want Andrew Dejardin playing in the All Star game. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, anyway, so that that was one thing that that kind of came out that I was a little excited about. That could be pretty entertaining. I I happen you know the past decade I've much more enjoyed the skills contest than I have the actual All Star game. So maybe some three on three might actually get me to watch it for once, or at least watch it and really care about Mm -hmm. it.
0: Well, speaking of Andrew Desjardins, the Chicago Blackhawks come to town on Wednesday night, dude, and then a little turkey day followed by the Calgary Flames, uh, abysmal Calgary Flames, and a rematch against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Mm -hmm. So the Sharks have two pretty high-profile games on the docket, and then, you know, kind of a slippery one against the Flames where they've been pretty bad. So you hope they just don't overlook that. Can the Sharks sustain this success at home where they have not played well, dude?
1: I'm... I'm, I'm sorry to be a downer, but I'm not optimistic about the Chicago game. Chicago is still a very good team. And as you said, the Sharks have not, not played well at home. They, yeah, they didn't play-,
0: play at home well last year either. I mean, yeah. this is something they have to fix this because the atmosphere at the tank, dude, is, is not
1: good. It's going downhill.
0: And there's empty seats. And, you know, the team can win on the road, but they can't win at home. And they've really got to fix this. They need they need to have a signature win. They really need to win this game on Wednesday. I, I feel that,
1: you know. And, well, certainly we know Jones will be in net. Stay played the last game. Jones
0: is going to play all three of these games, dude.
1: Yep. Yeah, I think that's true. There's no back-to-backs here. There's plenty of time in between. So we'll see Jones in all of them. I think the Calgary could be a little bit of a trap game. I'm a little worried about that game too. I don't know why. Even though Calgary's been so bad, I still have in my mind how how dynamic they were last year, and I feel like that might be something they could capture again, at least for a limited period of time. I don't think they have the uh, just they don't have the horses to play that way again for a whole season. But they right. could they could catch lightning in a bottle for a week or two, and all of a sudden they could throw some fear into people. I just I worry. You know the the sharks were gonna. You know, <laughs> I. I figured that you know Anaheim was doing so poorly, and then we played Anaheim, and we basically rejuvenated their season. I will we re- rejuvenate the Calgary Flames <laughs> on Saturday, but um, and I'm also hoping that the Sharks don't get too distracted about Thanksgiving. Although obviously most of the Sharks are Canadian, and Canadian Thanksgiving is some weird Canadian day of the year <laughs> that I don't remember exactly when. We'll see.
0: I'd say focus on the Chicago game. And you know, if you can beat Chicago, actually, I'd forgive a Calgary loss. I mean, you can check that chalk that up as a a letdown, you know? Yeah. How are we doing, dude?
1: We're doing good. Uh, We have some other stuff. I think we let's finally do the um, let's do the uh, winner of the contest. I have to say, oh, boy, I was very impressed by the number, the sheer number of different reviews that yeah. everybody submitted, and I really wanna, awesome. Certainly, want to thank all of you for doing that, and and some of them were amazing. Most of them were extremely complimentary. A couple were actually quite mean. Uh, I I appreciated the uh, the variety of it. Um, for instance, Evil Ducks's uh, review was, uh, I think he he um, actually endorsed four podcasts before he talked about ours. So that was, you know, a new, that's certainly new. I give him points for originality on that one. Um, dude, which one did you like the best? Oh, again, the, uh, there are actually a choice of three different prizes. One, the Marcel uh, Marcel Gotch book. Uh, two, the, uh, a yet not, uh, completely unworn uh, Sharks Metallica shirt. And then the third possible prize is a dudes on hockey limited edition shirt that you cannot buy. So, uh, the winner gets to choose dude. What is your vote for the best review and read it?
0: Well, dude, I have to say the one uh, I laughed at several, but I did, I did enjoy the evil ducks. one. I laughed <laughs> a lot, dude. I laughed at that a lot. I find self deprecation to be, uh, quite pleasant, dude. Um, I, I think tracy is a sweetheart i'm a big fan of hers <laughs> um you know i think you know we we have uh, a relationship that that goes uh beyond the podcast you know tracy right. and i uh her and i we just understand each other so
1: you, you do um uh,
0: but i did like that review dude i i think um that one is really close but i do appreciate um Someone mentioning that they, uh, let's see, dude, where is it? I like Lynchkins, dude. You do? I do. I like this one. Okay, go ahead. Read it. These guys are true fans and love the sharks as such. One can tell that they actually like doing the podcast and love the sharks. Unlike many of the media talking heads who get paid to create scoops or consider themselves experts on all things hockey. That's complimentary. It is. Mikey, Doug provide lots of humor. I don't know about that. Some real good data, dude. And, of course, creative facts based on opinion. All this makes for an enjoyable listening experience. One of my favorite things is to wait every week or two weeks or whenever they feel like doing a podcast. P.S. I was going to give this four stars, but I thought I might diminish my chances of winning Mike's extra, extra, extra large Stujon hockey t-shirt. And no, I'm not going to eat more. Damn it.
1: Wow. Dude, I think you're right. I think that that's the winner of the contest. I I do like that... uh... I, I that that review kind of had everything. It had a little bit of the backhanded compliment. He says these guys who consider themselves experts clearly we're not experts. <laughs> I like the backhanded compliment there. I like uh, and creative facts. I appreciate that. And yes. of course, there's several really nice sentiments in there about how our our podcasts are somewhat entertaining, as maybe as uh, not quite as consistent as we'd like them to be, but they do eagerly await them. So. So, uh, Lynchkins, uh, send us an email and I will be in contact with you and we will get you your prize. Thanks to everybody for entering. We'll probably do it again next year. And um, as Evil Ducks found out, you can actually update your review. So, even if we didn't pick you this year, you could write a new and more interesting uh, review again the next time we have one of these drives and uh, you might win. Uh, what other crappy prize I can find in my cabinet. So, uh that's A Bobby
0: Chow Mom puck <laughs> from uh Bobby- the Mississippi
1: River Kings. Bobby Chow Mom. Dude, I
0: have bad news. Your phone is dying. Is it dead? It's not dead yet, but it's close. Yeah. I'm not dead yet. So, <laughs>
1: I don't want to go. It with must the be
0: almost time to wrap it up.
1: Dude, um what what can we say? How how optimistic are you? How optimistic how much optimism is going to carry over to this Chicago game? Are you, are you picking the Sharks for sure on the, Wednesday? No, <laughs> I'm
0: not. <laughs> but I'm really curious. I'm really curious to see how they play in a game that can traditionally be a problem. The game before the holidays, the first game back off a long road trip and a game against a really good team that the Sharks have had problems with in the past. So Chicago's different. I mean, it's a different look for this Mm -hmm. team, but they're still damn good. Yeah. So um, it's a really good test, and I I hope, I hope they can respond. And I think the thing that gives me the most hope that they'll do well is how well Martin Jones has been playing. Mm -hmm. And if he's in the zone and he's really locked in, I think the Sharks can beat anybody any night. And let's just hope he can keep it up,
1: dude. Dude, I would love to be thankful for a Chicago win on Thursday. You know, American Thanksgiving is this Thursday. I know we, we have an amazing international audience. Maybe we have some Canadian listeners and there's no Canadian Thanksgiving this week. But I want to say I'm certainly thankful for all of our listeners and I appreciate everybody tuning in on Periscope and, of course, listening to the podcast that we've been doing for as long as we have. I don't That's
0: so sappy. Did you're going to make Tracy cry. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, there's not a dry eye in the house here. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's get the F out of here. Ah,
0: I see you, dude. <laughs> dude go Sharks! Go Sharks! Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.